0: <laughs> Take two. Hello, Johnny.
1: <laughs> What's going on? Not, oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Not much now. I've uh, worked out the difference between the record button and the mute microphone button.
1: Very, uh, very uh, critical uh, distinction that you've been made with
0: that Yeah. Yeah. Big. Quite a big difference actually as well. Oh, uh, then Press record. Well, yeah, yeah, good job I hadn't pressed record and I just, yeah, wasn't just talking to myself. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. just 20 minutes of silence. Uh, yeah, we got to do. Although there is some, uh, I, I can't remember what it's called, but there's an orchestra somewhere or, or like a, a musician that just uh, does nothing for 15 minutes and the music is what the noises are in the, like the auditorium. Um hmm. Like the coughing and the rustling, that is the music. It sounds like to me that he's not a musician, (laughs) he sounds like a con artist.
1: He does exactly like that. So, yeah, it's like someone on eBay before selling a course in a jar and they were the bids in it. Lots of retarded people are
0: (laughs) some people, some people, eh? um. So, yeah, it wasn't that long ago when I last saw you all over about twelve hours twenty four hours
1: was it for yeah spoke literally twenty four hours ago, even mm-hmm. though I did uh leave early, try not to wake you up.
0: you did, don't worry, I did wake you up <laughs> it was the, the giveaway was a huge slam of the door
1: because <laughs> <laughs> those locks should I got. <coughs>
0: oh the, the worst so it, alex is getting like this at her house so her, i don't know whether the doors moved or something but you have to really slam it to to get it to pull two but then because they've got a brass knocker as well you then get like the the effect of that knocking uh when you do pull it too so i know what
1: i mean it's got a door closed and a brass door knocking
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's not good when your knock swing swinging around
1: when I, when I left it was like seven in the morning not six in the morning so it was seven degrees. Hissing down I was hammering down I a like I have no jumper and I went t t-shirt and shorts that are too big
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for those of you who are completely out of sync of our lives and don't know exactly what we're doing every day of the week uh, we went down to uh, Matt's former triple N coach we went down to his wedding it was uh, what was the distance for you for you oh 240 miles I think it was it like that. Yeah, it was 200 miles for me. And that, if that's not friendship, I don't know what is. It's
1: a big mileage, isn't
0: it? Yeah, 400 mile round trip just for a free bar for an hour. Yeah,
1: yeah. but in all fairness, if if, if he comes to Greece, you come to Greece, and when he comes to Greece, it's going to be considerable more travel
0: time. <laughs> True, but same amount of hours travelling. <laughs>
1: yeah, literally. So what, what I've done is I'm not paying, I am paying for wedding by making other people pay to attend.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can uh, show your friendship by paying money to come and see me. <laughs> <laughs> can we or not just do like a, Monday. can you not Facebook live it? I could. But you're not going to?
1: <laughs> well, I wouldn't, because I don't, I don't want to take in four doors and all that nonsense. I'm not, I can't be, unless it's like, I go on all day, somewhere it's like scenery or something in particular. I don't take random photos of places unless really wants, so I really want to once can i afford photo of that. Yeah.
0: What like, gets me... Really- what gets me is Chinese tourists that FaceTime or like Facebook Live, everything when they're walking around. Uh, like when we do food festivals and stuff at work, depending on where we are, they're literally just walking around like shoving cameras in your face um, and like filming everything. So I was working up in York a couple of weeks ago and they were walking like the Chinese tourists love York and York's a beautiful place. Um, and they were literally like FaceTiming everything or like Facebook, liveing everything. And they'd be like shoving it in your face and then like zooming in on what you were selling and stuff. And it was very, very weird. Um, I've not really seen that too much everywhere, anywhere else, but they were doing a hell of a lot. It's like
1: you, you live in your like through a camera or mm-hmm. video. Oh my God, I can't bother. Well, I just do it. Just like, shows it, all, in a way
0: they're
1: not. It's the same photos. four so I'm not taking any. <laughs> Matthew uh, Child are going to put it up, aren't they, surely? Well, they yeah, yeah. So Alex's yeah, mum
0: did that when we got back. She said, well, have you taken any photos of the bride? She's like, no. Why not? I was like, because they had 15 cameramen there, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> they had they more they cameras than the BBC. Yeah. I'm surprised
1: it wasn't a draw yeah <laughs>
0: They literally had every angle of the venue covered with a different either like video or like a ching-ching camera or there was even, um, not a disposable camera, but uh, one of the ones that like instantly prints, one of those bad boys.
1: That we couldn't be trusted to use, really. The conversation that uh, ensued with Alex, Alex, no, Tom. Tom, Tom. It's not to be repeated.
0: <laughs> he wanted to take a photo of his penis next to your bottom. I said, uh, "I'm not sure, but
1: I really like." <laughs> I'm not sure. He said, "Is that is that wrong?" I said, "Well, if everybody else does it, then it's, maybe it's normal."
0: <laughs> yeah, you're but, wrong you for know. not doing it.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, very strange, very strange comment. But <laughs> I can take it. I can take yeah, it. Yeah, bet you can. Worst, you yeah, it's, that's, I said I'm the first one and I walked into it again just now.
0: <laughs> As he's got his penis out next to your bottom, he's saying, I can take it, yeah. I can take it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, this podcast has degenerated already within oh, the first 20 minutes. At least you've not insulted anybody yet. I um, felt a need to. Yet? Really? No? No,
1: no, no need to insult anyone? Um, not going to talk about anything
0: insulting me i don't think so today I think. no i think we're going to keep it pretty chilled although i think before we move on to the actual uh topic of conversation um a couple of big shout outs one to janet and keith um yes lifelong listener janet so janet has been listening to us since the start since day one so a couple of years worth of episodes and this was really really cool so um johnny was chatting to a bloke at the bar at the wedding and after a few minutes he's like oh i know your accent (laughs) Uh, or i know your voice or whatever it was um so then it's
1: quite a south wales accent is very distinct in a room full of
0: londoners (laughs) you not only because you were probably taller than everybody else um but also yeah as soon as uh, you open your mouth you had a very different accent to everybody else yeah (laughs) Uh, so you did stick out (laughs) um and then uh, Johnny came around to the, it was a big bar, and uh, he came around to the other side to where myself and Alex were. Um, and then this guy comes over and, uh, come on, Janet, come on, you, you know these people. And she just <laughs> took one look at Johnny and went, I know you. And then looked at me and went, I know you. <laughs> it was brilliant, it was so good.
1: Um, so it's going to be people in real life, isn't it, Not just like a Facebook profile or, you know,
0: yeah, or in the yeah. group. And I think that's the kind of like the cool thing about social media is like you can follow all your uh, people who you want to follow, the people who say you look up to, your heroes. Like you can follow The Rock on Instagram and feel like you're his best mate because you know what he's up to. Um, but still, to kind of like to, to meet people is even better. And like it's like, you know, hanging out with you for the weekend. And um, even though we talk literally every single day, it's still nice to, to hang out sort of face to face. Yeah. Uh, um, Talks better. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, the really cool thing about Janet is um, she uh, has lost a stone and a half off the yeah. back of the podcast, like just the things that she's she's listened to and heard and taken on board. Um, yeah, and she's kept it off for, for months and months now. So that is really, really cool. Um, I think Keith said he lost a stone as well. Um, yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, they they, yeah it, it was just really, really cool, so it's good to hear that we've definitely got two listeners there and Janet and Keith, um, and we know Mel yes. Fudge is listening as well, so that's three listeners, so we've got three yeah, so we've got the
1: five hundred a thousand downloads an episode, we've definitely got three people who will actually listen <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, exactly so uh um, isn't
1: where's Brett now what country is he in
0: uh so Brett's in Crete, hence him not being here, so just in case you were wondering and panicking, he's not died um he didn't come to the wedding because he um he turned around and said um oh yeah booked a holiday couple of weeks time blah 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 and then he just had this penny drop moment of shit I've, uh, double booked for the wedding. So he'd already booked to come down to the wedding. Uh, I don't think we had booked the accommodation yet, had we But Obviously he'd already like said he'd be going to the wedding and everything. Uh, we'd arranged it all. We would arrange, we'd all stay together. And, uh, yeah. And then he remembered that he'd just booked a holiday uh, over the wedding. <laughs> Poor. Like he didn't
1: turn up while I was about to be spooning him.
0: Well, you would have been spooning him. Yeah. Yeah. Or he could have mm. slept on that weird sofa. No. Uh, or on the floor, or on the floor, <laughs> yeah. Just kick him out. <laughs> yeah, get out. Heaviest gets the bed. <laughs> yeah, fight, fight for the bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, go on, then, Johnny. Who would win in a fight, you or Brett? Me. You. There we go. Short and yeah. sweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. I don't. Know, maybe I won. He's quite angry you
1: now again. Isn't he? I think he's got a bit of aggression in him. <laughs> <laughs> you've got yes. to back yourself, from you. We well,
0: got to back. Got to back
1: yourself, yourself. or you have got to lose.
0: We uh, we like comparing e- each other mm. to ourselves when the other's not on the podcast. <laughs> yeah.
1: How tall is he? Six foot.
0: Something like Annie. Yeah, he's the same height as me. Six foot, yeah. If, as,
1: as long as my arms are longer than his, like I'm confident i win. win. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, well, there we go. So we we need a little, like, I don't know, we need like a fight club or something, don't we? Just Yeah, we just get, get, a, get a boxing ring. Put a, I don't know.
1: 12-ounce clubs aren't the biggest, you know, it's a bit... And then, when it stays on,
0: <laughs> I was thinking more like bikini wrestling or mud wrestling, something like that. Vaseline wrestling. <laughs> uh, what is
1: that? Uh, uh, old school. Seen that film? No. You're my boy, blue. And this old is a ninety old man, um, oil, getting oiled up in an oil bath with two uh, topless females who are like twenty, and he has an heart attack and he dies. <laughs> However, he dies half now.
0: He does, yeah. That's
1: yeah, him. he's like, like, like big like, 90-suicide de- You've lived your life. Yeah, you ended yeah. your life in a bar full of oil with two good-looking women with their, with their breasts out. So.
0: What more could you want as a 90-year-old guy? Well, he died. So,
1: well, wow. <laughs> do not matter what he he, wants, he died. <laughs> no. um, died in a good place, I imagine. <laughs> you need to watch it from old school. It's very good. Oh, it's sorry, very I funny. Try to assume it on Netflix? Will Ferrell, is it sorry. Um, I would imagine it would have been, it's been over years, it's been over yeah. at least 10 years.
0: I'll hunt it down, I'll hunt it down. I'm pretty well versed with films, I've watched the fair few, but, um, no, that one's... Step Brothers? Fun. Yes, yeah, I've seen that a few times, yeah. It's very good. Yeah, anything with Will Farrell in is tends to be pretty funny.
1: I watched someone yesterday, It was, uh, what was it called, I think, so. was it called The Joker? Not The Batman, nothing to do with Batman. But, um... Basically, but uh, a murderer, basically. Right. Who's uh, very intelligent. Sucks in a, uh, how is he, like a detective who's seen an underage girl. I'll be underage, I don't mean like paedophile, I mean under 18. Yeah. But over 16. You know what I mean? So it's not like, you
0: know,
1: not an adult then. Touch and go. And then, yeah. And then uh, he gets kidnapped his this guy and he keeps him for weeks and this him in little house in the basement, but he wants him to get out, he wants him to learn from him. Like.
0: And it's a bit mental. It's good though. So it's like the world's craziest escape room.
1: Yeah. But it's, <laughs> it looks quite low budget, but it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's one of those, like, it's really, it's pretty, it's pretty good, sometimes you think oh, it's shit this is, but it's really well done, like, the yeah. only problem with these films though, is there's people out there watching who are stinking murderers who would go, hmm, that's a good idea. I'll do that. <laughs> Using it as research. Yeah, it's like, so. Who thinks of that? Who thinks of those things to kill people? Someone who's mental, obviously. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh god, you got to have like absolute, like massive screw loose. Yeah, this
1: yeah. very much say like a lot of people in the fitness industry—they've got to screw loose as
0: well. Well, this is true. Yeah. like life
1: wraps, know. juice plus wraps. Yeah, there we have offended someone, Yes.
0: I think uh, a lot of the time as well, the people who we probably consider to have a screw loose are just like desperate to make a few extra quid on the side as well. Yeah. I mean, I think I'd probably sell my ass for money before I flog Herbalife. Fair.
1: Even though there was a revelation of the wedding.
0: Oh, so right, in joke with that, um I don't know whether we actually did try Herbalife way back in the day. talking really about Matt up. here. Um they um <laughs> for the stag do, instead of giving him a silly costume to wear, they just got loads of Herbalife gear printed up for him. So he had a load of like budget t shirts and shorts all with like Herbalife all over them. because uh, they know obviously it's gonna grind his gears, so um <laughs> yeah, so I think I think that's that. That was a bit of a like a, a joke type thing. I suppose that's the problem when like we didn't know Matt when he was younger, and we don't know Charlotte as well as Matt obviously, and we don't really know any of his friends. So everything that was being spoken about, we were kind of like out the loop, and we kind of didn't really know. So it was yeah, it was a bit of like who do you think you are sort of thing, learning about him and his family. it's
1: mad though. How people find like that offensive because it's so bad, isn't it? They take it to a staff and it would offend someone. It would offend him as well. Yeah. I'm not wearing oh, yeah, that yeah. shit, even yeah. for a laugh.
0: If if you bought him a tub, he wouldn't laugh about it. He would probably like cry and slit your throat.
1: Yeah, so yeah I'm not wearing that shit. That I would, would really rather fun. wear, and I don't know, I'd rather wear anything but that.
0: So they took all his clothes out of his suitcase and just filled it with Herbalife stuff? the staggered oh. <laughs> but then oh. magically he managed to find like a pair of normal shorts um, so he wore it for like I don't know like one day out of three and that was about it really so yeah. plimsolls as well soles as well soles and yeah that was yeah um, do you actually wear shoes when you got married I, can't, I wasn't looking or oh, do you wear plimsolls? he was wearing I saw him walking around the venue in bare feet yeah, yeah, he had no shoes on, but I don't know what he was wearing at the altar.
1: Hopefully, it was just to just to keep him with his uh, look.
0: <laughs> don't deviate. Don't deviate. No. Um, any any news? Any any anything new? We have rambled on for fifteen minutes about Matt's wedding, and nobody really gives a shit. Most people probably haven't listened to the fairly, the, mm. the early episodes when Matt was even on them, so they don't even know who he is. No. So yeah, I think he should I think should come on just for the podcast,
1: just at the back. Just come on for our hour once a week. Just once yeah,
0: once just week to week. ramble about things in May. He's a very, yeah. very opinionated man who uh when he gets his opinion, like when he, he gets stuck in his opinion he he'll like he won't he'll he like two to the death. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't
1: think I've got any news really, not that I can think of. Um, I'm gonna be back up London next week, Monday. I got a busy weekend actually coming up. Same. Um, you're
0: in London when we're in London, but we're we're there on business, and you're and shaking on to go and have cuddles and stuff in nice hotels.
1: Yeah, where by where I was in London
0: now, centre. Um, we've got that so we're doing a me and Brett are doing a corporate talk.
1: Oh yeah, that's about that, it. Yeah.
0: And you said no, I can't get the time off from work. And then magically, you got the time off from work. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, I, looked at, I looked at my shift
1: plan, and what it was—it was—I it was, it was, was off like, and we'd already booked that. for that die that's fine."
0: Yeah, yeah. So, what what days are you in London?
1: Uh well, Monday, Tuesday.
0: Monday, Tuesday. Fourteenth to fifteenth is it? Yeah, because yeah. we are doing talk. Yeah, fifteenth Tuesday, the fifteenth. Bring Shelley along? Well on the fifth
1: Yeah, on the fifteenth. We'll be doing the fifteenth. Fourteenth is Monday, so the fifteenth to go back in London to do a few she wants- she's never been as so she wants to do like <coughs> dungeons. Yeah. London Eye All that Palava. Something like that she wants to go to um Iron and I didn't I didn't I didn't like gives to go all the right. Wax. Gives a shit like me, but like the dungeons is quite good because it's a yeah. bit of a story about old London, like you know, who scares. Um, London Eye
0: is quite good. So, I used to work for the company that owns all of that uh, for yeah. Merlin. Uh, I don't know if they own the London Eye anymore, but that seems to get sold every other year, doesn't it? Um, yeah. So, I used to get free tickets all the time because so, I used to work Oops. at Austin Towers as a teen. Uh, so, whenever we went to London, we always used to smash all of the attractions just because I used to get like my free tickets for it. So. So that's good if
1: you're isn't
0: it? Oh yeah, yeah, it saves us like hundreds and hundreds every trip. Yeah,
1: um, I think for two, I think it's like the London Dungeons, the London Eye, I think it's like 40, 50 quid.
0: Mm. You're better off buying like an annual pass for Merlin and then you can just go to all of those and probably save yourself a couple of quid as well. Uh, well yeah, I think the exactly, if you can like like plan it
1: you, you you, you, you. It's worth doing it,
0: isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, especially if, like you go to, I don't know, Thorpe Park or Orton Towers or something as well yeah. in the year, then you've, you've made your money back then, haven't yeah. you, so... Yeah. Yeah,
1: Sherry, Sherry's never been, so it's going to be like an eye-opener, you've never, obviously been to a city, but not like that. Yeah. it's yeah. not the same, like... It's like, you, you, you go on a tube on Saturday morning, and they're barging you in, I'm like, ah, oh, mate, it's fucking Saturday, and there's a tube, like three seconds later, get out of my face. You know what I mean? Well, well, is well you've weird. not
0: seen anything you haven't been on rush hour then rush hour is horrendous have you seen those I videos went... of like the chi- the Japanese tourists where like you're thinking that is rammed and the next thing another hundred people get on you're like where yeah. have, have like they are eaten each other or something like where are they yeah. going well,
1: they ensued themselves into <laughs> the person in front <laughs> just <laughs> to get that extra Three inches? just
0: Yeah, that extra three inches makes all the difference. Any three inches yeah. makes all the difference.
1: No, I've, I've, been right. I've been on, like, a Monday, but not, not a rush hour. But it's yeah. like, what are you rushing about for Then Just chill out for Christ's sake. I mean, I don't mind, you know, but I don't like being barged. It gets me from zero to ten very fast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you're going to hate it. You're going to hate it. I don't mind it. I, I don't mind London. I, I go... Not a lot, but like three or four times a year, probably. Um, yeah, I'm starting to starting to work out where I need to go, what tubes I need to get. Out. I know roughly how tubes work now. Yeah. So. But for me,
1: I went to work, a year and a half ago, mm. and I stayed in Bloomsbury. Yeah. So I thought, right, I know, I don't know, but I'll have a wander around and see how close things really are. Because I don't want to take the tube. So I pulled up like thirty-five thousand steps, but it's surprisingly how you. How quick you can get to certain places like Bloomsbury, down roads Trafalgar Square, where all the shows are.
0: Mm-hmm. Then you
1: have got what's that really posh hotel? it's it called? The Savoy. Yeah, you go past that, you go down there, then you you can go over the um, bridge and you know, this this um. What's it it's a big one called?
0: The London Eye. <laughs> the thing you've been <laughs> yeah. going on yeah. about. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> the London Eye is across the road, and I thought oh, I would just have wandered around. It's surprising how how far you can get, and i how close things are. If you wanted to walk, yeah. obviously it takes more time. But if you want to see London, I think that's the best way. Best
0: to do. Best it, but to do but it. Stuck Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only I reason why in I get in the tube now yeah. is because I'm like whizzing to my mate's house or whatever. Going because yeah. um, you you've sort of seen it all, haven't you? So, um, but yeah, no. The, the touristy bits are all so close, like, especially if you get wh- where do you get into Euston? Or no, that's from the north, isn't it? You on each you're driving. Ah, okay, right. Yeah, yeah so you're you're, like, you do Yeah, you just get one of those little tourist maps, and like everything's so so close, you can like whiz around everywhere. But all those hop-on and hop-off off, hop-off buses are really good as well, like the sightseeing yeah. ones, because um, they'll kind of almost show you right. Okay, this is this, and you can like jump off and then jump back up back on the next yeah. one. So they're pretty cool as well. They're a good way of seeing a lot of things. So, Um, I trying to think what's got what's new in on. my world? You got apps, on
1: it? it tells you where things are. Yeah, want to go here, want to go there. Yeah, and the, t- the tubes are easy to follow. And there's the brown line. Where's the brown line go? Oh, right there. Where's well, the other station? There, right. to go. It's yeah, easier yeah. than ever.
0: Even just Google Maps works really well for it as well. It's very comprehensive. So,
1: yeah, I'm not a big fan of too many people in, in the same place at once. Don't like it. Right, care. this is why you live in the middle of nowhere in Wales. Yeah, and always single, you always think new of all these fucking bomb engineering or fucking hell on a train being yeah, like it yeah, underground. If someone decides they want to have bombs, I will you're having it and you.
0: you're having it yeah you're not escaping
1: it. yeah um, no and he was nervous if anyone but they're like ooh it's a bag we haven't attended
0: it. what's this about some old lady shopping bag that she's forgotten yeah <laughs> you're running in the other right direction shouting yeah. bomb bomb oh, oh, oh. oh my <laughs> god
1: um, so I got go-karting Saturday in North Wales it's a trek when I of my mate's and he's paid for go Cardiff so happy days and then Sunday Impractical Jokers you Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: they're in Cardiff so we're gonna see them I don't oh, know it's gonna work mine but obviously it's on stage isn't it so know what they're gonna be doing
0: yeah I saw I saw they come over actually and we're doing a tour yeah I saw it because I watch um, I watch South Park on Comedy Central quite a lot so yeah, the, I've seen the adverts on that, yeah, and I did kind of think, how does that work? I've uh, seen them do an
1: America where they've gone out in the day and done bits of New York and they just showed it on the day.
0: So you go into a theatre to watch basically like TV. a cinema version of them doing the show?
1: Possibly, possibly, anyway. no, you know, my not it? think it's, oh, you other one to go with it, whatever, oh, innit?
0: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair Some of
1: them doing it,
0: oh. why not? Oh, yeah, why not? It, it's so one of those things through. that could be really shit or really, really good.
1: Yeah. So it is. So I got all, all three days, and then I'm on a course week. So I'm only working nine till four, half a day, and then from Friday onwards, I'm on my eighteen days off.
0: That's it, living the life, mate. Living the life. Uh, yeah. I just got off uh, a like a prospective client call, which was a really good one. Um, it's a competitive cyclist who. Uh, is looking to up his game next season and uh, wants to dial in his nutrition and um, by the sounds of things there's quite a few little things we can change and tweak uh for his for his off season over winter. Uh, so that's very excellent Quite surprising.
1: It's quite surprising. I, I mean like cyclist and runners just have no idea about nutrition. Like they just told a few bits, oh yeah take some gels on intro workout. and like that's a bit more thingy than that. Like if you get out of like two we just slam his fucking tightness down.
0: Oh yeah 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 like he, he had he had his stuff together, um he had his stuff together, but there's definitely a lot of things like uh that that we can change and tweak and just perfect and and stuff like that, so um but yeah it, it, it is amazing how it's amazing how many people kind of go to like you hear when like the Olympians and stuff are talking, uh people who like go to the Olympics and stuff like that, and you, you and you're listening to what they're talking about like when they go on chat shows like Jonathan Ross say stuff like that and, and they're talking about their, their diet and stuff and you're just like jesus you're so boring like you do know you could literally get exactly the same results and just live that like extra one percent um i'm not saying be like full f- flexible bro and you know, smashing burgers and chips every night but just you know you're, you're allowed a square of chocolate don't you worry <laughs> um,
1: you're, a, you're, a, you're a cyclist who burns a shitload of calories.
0: yeah oh god yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So um and I think I when I was sort of saying about clients who aren't very active and how much they eat, just because we've built and built and built the their kind of um uh, their sort of tolerance to food and stuff like that. Um I think he was yeah, he always sounded surprised at kind of what, what people are eating what sort of weights and stuff, uh which is cool. So yeah, so no, that's cool. Um it's always nice to pick up pick up new clients all the time anyway and and stuff so um yeah so it's just not
1: necessarily fat loss either
0: No exactly yeah you know i said well, that was what we were talking about i said that i you know i really really enjoy my the, the fat loss clients and the muscle building clients and stuff and um you know there's a lot of of great enjoyment that that, that comes with that but it's just having something slightly different sometimes it's it's a bit like at work isn't it you do, you know you enjoy doing the day to day day to day but and then when you got like you're given a slightly different project, it's quite quite fun and exciting to to mix things up a bit and to um, yeah, uh, and having been a competitive cyclist myself and um, having a big interest in sport uh, anyway, um, it's kind of yeah, it it's going to be a fun a fun ride definitely. Pardon the pun. That ride <laughs> indeed, It'd be good. Interesting
1: uh,
0: yeah, so should we get into the nitty-gritty of what we want to talk about today? Because we have rambled on for nearly half an hour about absolute shit. Yeah, and we talking
1: five minutes of sense, and I'll be
0: the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll give you we'll give you a drop of gold now. Um, so we wanted to talk about training plateaus and how to kind of overcome them and that sort of stuff. So um, I suppose to kind of get straight into it. Then, so when you've been going to the gym for a little while, so we're not talking about like a couple of months. You should not be. Plateau in after a couple of months if if you are then you are being an absolute little bitch um and definitely not training hard enough <laughs> uh, which is uh Funnily enough, um, something that Johnny was saying to uh, his uh, wife-to-be uh, before they came on the podcast, I had the pleasure of listening in. <laughs> she was saying, she came in and she says, uh, "Oh, I'm, I'm I'm knackered from the gym, can you make me my tea? And he's like, no, no, I'm podcasting. You're not even sweating, so you haven't worked that hard. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so uh, if you're plateauing after a few months of training, then you're being a little bitch like Shelley. <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, that could be one of the plat
1: one of the things of the plateaus, mind. If you, I say new to training, you could not be new, but you just you have just, just never even considered reps in reserve or needing to go anywhere near failure. So you might almost deliberately plateau without really know when. So it's like, oh, I'll do ten reps, and it's always say the same weight because you, it's quite hard but you don't have the inclination or the, or the, or the mentality to, to make it hurt more. So you mm-hmm. stick with the 10, you think, oh, the 10's getting easier every time, so it must be progressing. And you never go to 11 or 12, and you actually, actually, you maybe be 18 or 20 reps. You're just not willing, or you just haven't learned where your failure point is. Yeah. But you don't know.
0: Yeah, you could be a I
1: think the stack controller. was like 100k in a stack of leg extension. I'll put it on 40. Right, do 20 reps. Oh, it's hard. And like you could have done 30 more weight. Everybody doing like 70k, 15. It's like, well, you think you can do 40, you can actually do 75 and 15. Like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like almost like cruise control syndrome, sort of thing, isn't it? And I think you get people who don't necessarily want to put on loads of muscle or don't want to um you know break a world record you you do get this kind of um yeah cruise control mentality of where you just kind of go and spin your wheels and in, in that sense yeah you probably are going to plateau but not because you can't go any further but more because you're kind of not really willing to um so yeah so if you haven't really progressed in the gym recently or progressed on your park run or something like that like are you actually making a conscious effort to try and progress so I suppose that's mm-hmm. a, a really simple kind of little way of looking at a plateau and, and overcoming it. You know, Can you push yourself that little bit harder? Can you put the weight up a little bit? Can you squeeze an extra rep out? Um, yeah.
1: I 100%. So you're not building volume. You're not building intensity, as in intensity of weight, weight on the bar. You're not progressing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Unless you knew where the neurological adaptions will naturally make you strong because you're getting better at a movement
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: but another yeah. thing is like plateau could be you're doing a movement wrong
0: yeah absolutely so okay. you so we're looking now at kind of like actual plateaus of you've tried putting the weight up it's not worked you've tried getting an extra rep out it's not worked and we're not talking one week we're talking like week on week on week on week um, so yes yeah, so as Johnny said so you it could be a case of tweaking form and then all of a sudden you find an extra five or ten percent or you're able to then lift more because biomechanically you're doing it right. Um and I've I've seen it once or twice in clients where they've kind of started to stall a little bit in their training programmes and not really progressing as much. So then we've gone into look at things like videos and stuff like that of their training. Obviously not being in person, it can be quite tough to, to assess somebody's training, but um this is why well, this is why we charge more for people who we do training programs with because we do then assess things like uh, their videos and their form through video and stuff like that and then we can tweak um, tweak what they're doing. So, um, so yeah, so I, I've seen it with, with clients before now where we have uh, said, right, okay, we're looking at, um, I don't know, something like a, a lap pull down, say, and they are swinging about like crazy and there's no kind of form to it um so you then tweak the form give them better form you know that we're bracing more we're um, using maybe a breathing technique we are pulling down in the right um plane of motion things like that we're engaging the muscle more once you've done that for a few weeks then all of a sudden you might find you might be able to put the weight up um, because you've you've just tweaked and perfected your form which has now allowed those muscles to work and those muscles to develop and grow instead of just using things like momentum.
1: Yeah, it's like squatting, because there's so many different anatomies and different mechanics for squatting, and there's no one way to squat. the guy you've seen, oh, there's no fault at all, not just, if you're not showing, you're not showing you. It's breathe, not breathing in a squat whatsoever, as in no technique to the breathing, so they'll end up breathing out on the way up, literally just destroying your lift. So you, for someone who doesn't breathe if you h- take a breath in hold it in and push your stomach out so you brace in, and keep that down and up and then breathe out to the top and do it again then your squat will improve by just doing that so if you're not breathing as in you just breathe in normally and you're blowing out on the way up then probably gonna fold fold yeah you've got no tension in your core so you, you can't support yourself obviously. So it's like someone with long femurs, long, you know, legs, basically, thighs. You're not going to able a close-down squat as well as someone who's got short femurs and long tibias because they can just sink into a squat. It's like, how are you doing that? So close. If you're six foot odd, probably not doing that. I'm not saying you can't because there are people who can. But you're probably going to have to go wider, point your feet down more your knees out a bit more. You know, it's different things. just things like a squat is definitely a lot of it's technique. And it's learning that different technique, the breathing, and all that sort of stuff. Could put a lot in your squat. I know this is a bit of a, it's not cheating and stuff. But we've done it with a belt. You should be surprised how much a belt can help.
0: Oh God, yeah. Especially you can brace Put ten kilos on your left by putting a belt yeah. on. easily. Yeah, yeah if not. So then
1: you just. So then, now you're accumulating more volume and you're accumulating more intensity so you're more likely to grow and being bigger is going to help you get stronger. Because what did Martin say? A good big one is going to be better than a good little one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, if like the belt thing, it doesn't really carry over to everything Like by wearing a belt when you're doing dumbbell curls. Like, it's probably not going to really help. You're not going to have the same effect. Um, so don't be... Uh, those days. I've seen a guy
1: walk in the other day so him in, as in like he had his belt on before he came in the door and again this is aunt what's he going to be doing like you know I don't know why you would do that I don't know what you wouldn't need it for a warm up anyway unless something's totally naturally wrong with your back and it's totally wrecked and then you probably wouldn't be doing the thing you're doing anyway and he wasn't benches and I'm like ah, why M- maybe, it what? Oh, huh?
0: maybe it was keeping his
1: trousers
0: up maybe it was keeping his trousers up
1: maybe, or holding his in I don't know. It wasn't exactly, it wasn't fact. It got in good shape, I was thinking, like, why? What makes you think you need a belt for that? I don't know. Maybe if you go heavy, maybe, but if you're a powerlifter, because they've got a big arch in their back, they? So they go, I don't know, maybe, but when you're warming up on a bench, why would you need that? Whatever,
0: I mean. Yeah. It's so anyway, technique. Technique. Yeah. Okay, Technique's so important. Yeah, okay, so there's another little way of, uh, Overcoming a plateau. So, um, can your exercise selection play a part in overcoming a plateau?
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, you, you do need, you can't just go right, four weeks I'll do bench, then after that I change it, then after that I change it again. You need to be consistent, as in, like, <clears throat> trying to progress over weeks, deloading, going again, deloading, going again maybe, I don't know, a couple, one or two miles of cycles, so like maybe, I don't know, 20 odd weeks of doing the same thing, so you're actually giving you time to progress, but then moving in something else. Like for me, I switched up incline dumbbell for the incline dumbbell press for incline single arm dumbbell press. Very similar, but to be surprised how difficult it is just to hold, because either we do it we'd rather hold it up one, then do one at a time, or you can hold up one arm, do this however many reps, and then swap over arms. So I was doing early 42s for 6 to 8 on incline, switched it over. So I ended up being able to do 40s per arm on the single arm, but now I can go to 50s for 6 for the incline. So that it has helped, even though the exercise is similar, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. Because it is only so far you can go. Because I think eventually you want to get strong on every possible lift that you can do in your gym. Or, you know, I'll take it a long time. I you mean, would be very advanced if you can get to that level. But think of the opposite. You've got bench press. You've got, you've got hammer strength bench press, which is you lying down what independent arms, you got. And then you've got the... So you're sitting up, you've got that version, you've got dumbbells, it's all different versions, are, you know, are slightly different that can help. It's like if you've got a weaker arm, dumbbells would expose that more. You work It's easier to work a weak arm on dumbbell than it is on a barbell. Because obviously with a barbell, if you one arm's weaker, uh, you're doing, obviously people can't see me, but you'll be wonky with a bar. Obviously your less powerful arm is going to be lagging from dumbbells, if you really wanted to, you could just add in an extra couple of reps on that one hand that's lagging. So yeah, you can be, you can get into a rut of just going over and over and over and over the same exercise all the time. If you're a power lifter, then I imagine you're going to have to keep doing that exercise, but you'd have to bring in accessory movements, which will help develop other parts of the body like the lower back, hamstrings, all that sort of stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Kind of. So that's, that leads on to a really good one. So kind of like summarising there, I suppose, like exercise selection, having a, a, a wide, uh, a wide ability to be able to perform lots of different moves is going to help. So if you get stuck on, so like Johnny said, if you get stuck on your bench press, going on to then doing a slight variation, or even just within that, doing a different rep range. So this is something mm. that I quite often use with different clients, especially if they've got crap gyms where uh, they haven't got a lot of different kit. Um, you know if you're doing like three to five reps on your bench press say um, just doing like 12 uh, 10 to 12 reps for a cycle of 12 weeks doing that and then go back to it and just seeing kind of how that's affected things um, and and also there's no, there's no reason to say why you have to stick in like that you know three to three to five or five to eight or eight to twelve or whatever um, unless you're like planning on being world champion at that rep range like mixing it up um, you might not say every cycle because if you're still progressing through the end of a the cycle, then you might not you might not want to change it. But just mixing up your reps um, within yeah. within that same exercise, if you are limited on kit, is uh, is a different way of just just changing the stimulus and, um, and and allowing your muscles to kind of develop in a different rep range, maybe a slightly different range of motion, um, and then kind of going uh, and then when that's plateaus then you you go to a different one. And then you might go back to the, yeah. s- the, the same one. like so what Johnny said there, where with the be inclined bench, and he's he's um, gone from one exercise, changed it a little bit, uh, made some good progress on the changed exercise, gone back to the old one, and all of a sudden he can lift a lot more. Um, so the only so problem with
1: that is that's the who's double in the
0: gym. <laughs> <laughs> so I can only progress reps, that. Yeah, yeah. So you got to do a lot more reps, or find a new gym. <laughs> also, I, bet, to... <laughs> I bet if you. Um, I bet if you spoke to the gym and said look your dumbbells aren't heavy enough then they they might look at getting a few more in I'm,
1: I'm you know quite a big deal you know do a podcast <laughs> do you've heard of me do 50s we need some 60s <laughs> We can't do them we need at least 50 52 think of the cost on it 52, oh, yeah. 55, 57 60 that's a couple hundred quid yeah. just for them
0: yeah oh yeah yeah but you can get them second hand and stuff like I know I know my gyms yeah. bought all its kit second hand and it's not many people go above 40 but they've got 50, 55, 60. Um, I think they maxed out at 60. But when I uh, when I used to train at Strength Asylum, their weights went up to 90 kilo dumbbells, and they had some 100 kg dumbbells made just for Eddie. But he, they did because they sponsored him. They were like, right, what do you need? We'll buy it for you, sort of thing. So, um, and then I think they made they made them for Jordan Peters as well. Um, they had like extensions for the machines that were like not plate loaded but like the cables cable machines yeah. they had like a, a plate extension that clipped onto them so and then you could load on the 20 plates uh, on top of like the the cable machines which was Freak. insane I wasn't very it was it
1: was it yesterday or the day before he was um, shoulder a shoulder press machine he had like seven plates laid on it was like you are insane
0: for a man that's three foot two and a in a high heel <laughs> yeah he's like
1: <laughs> 20 storm like
0: Ridiculous. Um, where was I going? Uh, oh, so uh, it, it was a nice segue about five minutes ago um, onto the kind of like another thing, but we got rambling about other things. Um, so, how uh, Johnny said then about power lifters and how they uh, might then look at accessory movements um so you can break a lift down so say you are wanting to get a bigger bench press maybe you are looking to to do a powerlifting meter or something like that and if you are obviously trying to put the weight up trying to put the weight up uh, squeezing out an extra rep that sort of stuff if you are struggling you can look at breaking that lift down can I get stronger in each phase of the movement so taking something as simple as a bench press you've almost got the three parts of the the movement um where I'm not talking about the you know the up and the down, but um more so when you are low down onto your chest. So if you've got a pause on your chest or just above your chest, depending on your federation, um you're going to be bringing in a lot more anterior delts, so a lot more of the front of the shoulder. Uh when you're in that lower down phase, there's also a little bit of lap being engaged there as well. So can you strengthen your your front of your shoulder? Can you strengthen your shoulders in general? Can you strengthen your lats to help with that push? Can you train that lower part of the lift, just coming out of the bottom of the lift up to a midpoint? Um, Do you do that as your rep instead of a full rep? If you are, say, struggling to lock out the next weight, uh, you're looking at the top part of the lift. Uh, That's more tricep. so can you do more heavier tricep work to help with uh, that final extension? Because the pecs have kind of done their job there. The pecs are working through the mid part of the motion. Um, And if it's the mid part of the motion you're really struggling with or want to develop, then go and use a you know plate loading pet deck or um, or something like that, just somewhere where you can get a slightly different range of motion um, to to come, to kind of work that muscle. And it's a bit like we were saying before how you change the rep range, and maybe change the exercise slightly. Yeah, you're doing different exercises, but by doing them in different parts of the the range, of, parts of range of motion to develop the full range of motion, um, you, uh, you you then. You, know, you go and do six weeks of breaking an exercise down and then go back to try and do uh, the, the exercise you were struggling with, and I bet you'll be able to smash that weight.
1: Yeah. Like doing floor pressing, you, do, you your elbows are on the floor. Mm-hmm. So you're only pressing, obviously, the top part of the lift of the bench. Yeah. Which is which will help. Like.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Although, what I find with floor pressing, I really like them. And when I'm doing them, I always feel like really, really strong when I'm doing them. It's just mm-hmm. getting into it. <laughs> yeah, it's, terrible, it's yeah. so awkward to get into. Um, to lie on the floor with heavy dumbbells, it's just like it's just not a natural thing to do at all. and I suppose no. it's where having a mate to to lift your dumbbells up for you. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's Pushing one. A bench. If you're uh, if you're if you've plateaued on your um, dumbbell bench press and your mate's picking the dumbbells up for you, try picking them up yourself, lazy bugger, and uh, that'll help you with progression. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's so one thing I don't do. I don't want to get nobody to put it on. Just get it up right. yourself
0: you can't get it up yourself, then life lesson. If you can't get it up yourself, you shouldn't uh, shouldn't be asking other people to get it up for you. Yeah, <laughs> you've That's got right. other issues. <laughs> uh, um, God, I love it. Oh, that has uh, completely wiped my mind of uh, my next where I was going. Not
1: not log booking.
0: Yeah, because.
1: Uh, you may feel like you're doing a similar weight all the time but you may not be because if you don't logbook you'd never know what you've done previously you don't know what you've done three weeks ago you don't know what you've done six weeks ago so how do you know where you are you could be hanging around you could be saying oh, i know i'm doing two plates every week roughly and i can't really get further than that because you don't know how much volume you're doing you don't know how many sets you're doing how many reps you're doing so how can just Actually, you can't progress because people do. Obviously, people do don't log book and they do progress, but it's definitely not optimal for you or anyone really, unless they're at the real top and they're just as strong as they're ever going to be, as big as they're ever going to be, and they're just basically trying to maintain or maybe gain a pound a year, if that, or half a pound a year. But if you don't log book, how can you optimally progress? You can't. So if, you, if you're struggling on whatever movement start writing down what you're doing start looking at the volume you're doing you could think well, actually i'm doing 15 sets of extensions 10 sets of leg curls and then i'm going to try and squat and it's like well do you need to be doing all that first of all you're probably going to be able and you're probably doing too much at the start to have an optimal squat and if you want to progress your squat then you need to re-evaluate what you're doing like <clears throat> When you first start training, you most people don't haven't got a clue about deloading. You probably don't need to when you first start training, but you need to incorporate that into a plan when you start really training hard and understanding where failure is for you. So you do, I don't know, let's say you spread up five weeks or six weeks, you five weeks, say you do four weeks of accumulation. <clears throat> you get to your fourth week, of overreaching, you feel wrecked. You're just about recovering. And that's your biggest week. It's the biggest volume, most weight. So in the week after that, you don't want to be increasing stuff again. You want to, because when you, when you're progressing over a cycle, you're you're building fatigue, as well as fitness. And the, almost the fitness won't be revealed until the fatigue drops off. And that's what the D load does: drops your fatigue off so half the volume. Keep try and keep the intensity size you can add in weight. Just cut the reps. Cut the volume basically rather than the weight. And then hopefully then if you've functionally overreached the week before and not just broken yourself. Then you should see the next four to five weeks of accumulation will be you might gain a little you should gain a little bit of strength or if you could have another rep in or another setting. And that's what a lot of people don't do, they don't deal with they just go after it every week. Most of us are probably guilty of it as men, benching, let's go and bench like one rep max every week and just bust those shoulders and rip a peck off. And it's like, well, actually, if you did it, like, come in for four weeks, be lord, come back again, you would be in a much better position to keep progressing.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a real big one and one that's often forgot as well. You know, when was the last time you properly and sometimes you need a proper rest as well, not just stay you know I'll take it a bit easier this week in the gym sometimes you just need a week off or two weeks off Um, and and you can actually get that normally throughout a year you can get a couple of times a year where you go on holiday for a week or two or you know you're ill for a week or you know circumstances mean you just can't train for a week you do naturally get that uh, but it's always good to kind of try and cycle them in as well as often as possible Um, yeah definitely I think a lot of people are guilty of that especially those who um are really pushing it and you know they have a time frame to, to push it for um yeah you, you can, we can all be guilty of that so that's a good one it's a good one mm. um any other sort of ways that you see people plateau and different ways that we can kind of come about it that uh, come over trained say again over trained yeah
1: doing too much all the time yeah, and rather well, than we're well, actually, I need a rest. Just keep on, eh, man. I'm not a pussy. Let's just go. And it's like, well, no, we're just going to wreck yourself or break something or snap something off. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, is, common, but you know, it's I won't say it's calm, but you know, often do see people wreck a peck from benching for being like stupid. Keep if you're overtrained or you approach an overtraining, you are not functioning properly in the gym, and you, it's a waste of time trying to push when you're over training, you need a rest. Take a week off, whatever, week off, then a couple of weeks of like the training, and then go again. Look at pushing it again,
0: yeah. Yeah, so finding that next... So it's a bit kind of like of a further development, really, of what, what we've both just been talking about and saying, well, sometimes, you know, maybe even a week's not enough. Sometimes you need a few weeks or a month off. Um, and you see this in, like, say, top-level athletes, like, I say athletes, but, like, you top level bodybuilders say, and also they need a rest from all the shit they're taking alongside the uh, the gym sessions. But um, quite often, like they'll build up and build up and build up to Mr Olympia in September, and then they won't train for like two or three months um, because they they need that rest because they've just been so focused for the last six, seven, eight months of pushing mm. themselves hard to the to the absolute max and the absolute limit. Um, they they need that total total deload total rest for for sometimes many months um and that and that goes with any any sort of um sporting thing That's why you have off seasons from team sport and that's why yeah you you, know, you don't really compete and that's why there's breaks often between winter winter seasons and uh summer seasons because you do need a break and uh yeah governing bodies and sporting bodies kind of understand that so
1: yeah, so the people at the gym do they? A lot of people just always keep pushing every week, every week, every, And it's fine when you really begin that because you develop developing it and it's you can almost do what you like and grow. Yeah. But as you get into you, you're strong and you can handle a lot of volume compared to what you, you know when you were starting out. Then if you keep pushing it all the time, keep pushing volume all the time, there's only so far you can take volume before you break, mm-hmm. and then people. You know, you say it should doing six, seven, eight sets on the bench. So I go, I do an eight set of three, as I'm in, but it's like, no, I'm doing eight sets of ten on a weight that I can get, or, and I, then I go into, like, failure or one rep from every set, every week. It's like, you're going to be wrecked. Yeah. And it, you, be, you see the same people with the same weight constantly for months and months and months, even years, mm-hmm. as people go for years on the same bench doing that. I always remember in the 90s, about 95 kilos, it's like, what are you doing, you're trying to do it every week, stop it, yeah.
0: there's
1: no point, because it's like, well, you're not listening, it's not going to happen, like if you're doing that, then you need to re-evaluate really your training, because you something's not right, yes. is, something's not going to right, so see the previous half hour we just spoke about, It could be doing it wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then also, I suppose, like looking at the end of a, not the end of a training career, but like when you've been training for a long time, you are going to get a natural plateau in the fact that you aren't going to get any stronger because of your age or because of you know your body and um, your body naturally isn't going to be getting any stronger because, not because you've, you've become the strongest your body can possibly take you to be, but you know, if you're getting to like 40 odd and wondering why... You know, after 20 years of training, why you're not still putting more weight on the bar? Um, well, it's because your body's can't, <laughs> basically, because yeah. you've, you've, you've passed it, sort of thing. So that's when you're willing to then look at, right, okay, well, how can I tweak and change my training goals um, beyond just trying to get more weight on the bar, more reps, more weight, more reps? Yeah. You know, so. Genetics play
1: a big role in how big you can
0: get. Yeah, you definitely have, you know. Uh, an amount that you know, some people will just grow and, grow and grow and grow and grow and grow, and then others they you know, you will meet your sort of natural potential, and then the gains and, and rate of gains that you can make are going to be so so much slower, so much slower. Like, there was, uh, I've literally just had it out as well, really annoying because I've been packing some of my room up. Um, and uh, I, it was from a 3DMJ conference uh, many years ago, and um in there there was a thing about rate of gains and how it diminishes over the years um and uh, yeah I literally had a it earlier on um but just basically saying you know you, you might to put on a pound of lean muscle Uh, in your first year of training but it's just going to go down and down and down and down or you know a couple of pounds of lean muscle in your first year and then yeah just down 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 Um, to the point of where you know you're basically not really going to make any gains it's all about maintaining what you have got Um, unless you keep changing things up as and when things do plateau and you know it's ways of getting around that but yeah, if you're somebody who has trained for twenty years, you may well have maxed out the amount of muscle that your body will naturally develop, um, and that's when you might want to look at other things. If your goal is still to get bigger, but uh, it's not things we you know within
1: one or two years of training, how good your genetics are.
0: Oh god, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Within one or two years, if not sooner, it's like you look. Obviously, extremely look at the top professional bodybuilders, and if you're ever looking at think, look at what they've done in a year before that's from zero training to one year of training. It's, it's what most people will take 20 years to do, yeah. So, that's the difference between probably just average genetics and the absolute, absolute top level of genetics. Dorian Yates went from not training at all to being something like competing on the world stage and it wasn't like the IFBB, it was something similar and coming fifth in the super heavyweight division at eighteen months of training. The stuff yeah. doesn't that's not gonna happen to ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing about Plato and said, like, well actually how long have you been training? What are your goals and what are you aiming for? If you're you've been training Five years, you want to be professional. Probably you will never be a professional, never ever ever, just because of genetics and where you want to go. You look at you know Jay Cutler, Ronnie Coleman, all those. You look at them after two years of training, you swear to God they've been training thirty years. Yeah, and all they've done is trained probably not that well because obviously when you learn, you start and you learn, you don't know what the optimum is. Eating, you look at Drake up is eating a thousand grams of carbs a day. That's not normal. That's 4,000 calories of carbs. That's without anything else.
0: You could have the genetics to be able to digest that as well, haven't you? That's yeah. a big part. You know, it's not just about being able to build and grow muscle, it's yeah. can you do all the other things? Um, yeah. so genetics
1: right? also play a very, very big role in developing. It's like yeah. People don't think it is. Let's look at this way: if you're five foot eight, you will never be a thousand mass player.
0: Unfortunately,
1: because of your genetics. So that's just unfortunately how it is, isn't it? Sadly.
0: Sadly, yeah. Hate to burst the bubble. Mm. Mm. Oh, well. um Cool. Any, any, any more?
1: I think we've covered it. I think, I think
0: we. Yeah, we've had a damn good go at that, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, no, cool. Uh, hopefully, that sort of helped. um given food for thought for the future for people or maybe help somebody who is in that situation maybe just give one or two bits a try and uh, see how you do over the next month or two and uh, the thing is don't change everything don't try everything at once because if you go and go right okay well I want to get my bench up but my bench is stalled so I'm going to do absolutely everything Johnny and Ed have said Um, Then how do you know what's worked and what's not just tweak one thing at a time just change one thing if that's not working then maybe Try another thing, kind of thing, or then seek advice if it keeps not working because you're doing something wrong. So, um, yeah.
1: One thing at a time. Keep the tools in the toolbox and you need to the use them.
0: Yes, yeah. So if you're only a month into training, you're thinking, right? Well, I'm going to mix up the exercises now, and I'm going to do this and that and the other. Uh, you just, you're just you utilising your yeah, your tools too quick. Um, wait until you stop uh, plateau, and then bring out the next spanner and the next. A month in
1: the training, just focus on form, and that's it. Everything else will come.
0: Yep, 100%. 100%. So, have you uh, got anything you want to plush or plug or talk about, Johnny?
1: Well, we've always got spaces for one-to-one clients. So if anybody wants to get in touch, it's the Absolutely. usual info at NNNCoaching or specific coaches, Ed, Johnny, Brett at NNNCoaching.com.
0: Absolutely. That's where you're going to come. Yeah, or hit us up on Facebook or Instagram or, or whatever. Um, if you've got any podcast topics or ideas or questions, uh, we are looking to do a, another listener special. Um, so, again, just email info at Um And, uh, yeah, hit us up with your questions because we are looking to do a, another listener's questions episode. So, uh, yeah, you guys are the listeners, so you... You know, We want to know what you want to listen to and, and all that sort of stuff. If you don't even want us to talk nutrition, you just want us to talk about, I don't know, some other random crap that you've seen um, or you want to share um, share something you've seen, some like bullshit you've seen and you just want us to take the piss out of it or whatever, um, tag us in it um, or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. We'd have Absolutely. a problem. Absolutely. And uh, review, 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 please. If you have a review within you, If you've listened to this for the last few months and you think, you know what, these guys are all right, then let us know that because we don't know that if you don't tell us that. So, yeah. Five stars would be nice. Five stars would be nice. And uh, I'm not at any more weddings now for the rest of the year, but if you do see me anywhere else and you want to say hi, then do. Uh, It doesn't just have to be a wedding. Can be anywhere anytime anywhere anytime I'm in the bath oh hey <laughs> yeah, Actually, yeah. funny enough Brett said didn't he he was uh, obviously he's on holiday in Crete and he was wearing his triple n top uh, in the lift in the hotel and somebody goes oh are you that Brett guy from No Nonsense Nutrition and he says yes yes I am uh, so he got, he yes, got recognized in Crete
1: uh, didn't give his autograph
0: I don't know yeah selfies and everything um, mate proper zealous celebrity Small world, <laughs> yeah it is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, cool. Anywho, right, let's bugger off then and leave these good people to their whatever they're doing.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna drink a, a nice protein shake and then
0: chill out for bed. Nice, sounds like a Good evening. Uh, I need to do my hockey coaching sessions for my level two assessment this weekend. No, nice. Yeah. Get cracking now. I better do. Yeah. All right. Speak to you soon.
1: Right. See you later.
0: Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.